everyone. It's Dave DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Myra, don't try to say that three times in a row quickly. It'll mess you up. But yeah. you know, it is my pleasure today be, to be chatting with Myra Oliver, who is a very, very successful real estate entrepreneur in the true sense of the word. She is a real estate investor. She's been a realtor. She's been in business for herself for many, many years. You'd never know it, know it for looking at her, but she <laughs> definitely knows her stuff. And she came up, you know, the hard way, so to speak. She came from a background of, of working for herself as a, a hair salon owner, a hairstylist, then got into real estate, got into being a realtor, built up an amazing company, retired in her 30s, got bored, jumped back into it again, and is just kicking butt and taking names. So, Myra, thanks for being on the call. Dave, thank you so much. I hope I show up like that introduction. Wow. <laughs> Great introduction. Thank you very much. So, so Myra, why don't you tell us, take us back a few years to when you first got the real estate bug. What was it that just kind of really resonated with you about real estate, real estate investing, this whole field? Because it's quite a different one from what you came from. Right. And my mom and dad just owned their personal home. So I wasn't raised around anybody that actually did real estate. They were both school teachers. And so I bought my first home. I was 20 years old. And so I kind of got the bug when I bought my first home. And then when I, I think, you know, just because remember, I was doing hair. And so I have all walks of life sitting in front of me every day talking about what they do for a living, you know, because a lot of people, that's what we talk about, right? And I had a lot of real estate agents really? that actually I did their hair. And so I, they, it just, I was fascinated with real estate after I made my first transaction. And I'll never forget, Dave, I was sitting in my living room floor and I saw a house for sale for $18,000 in Dallas, Texas. And I just called the realtor. And ended up buying that house. Within two hours, we were in contract on that house. I mean, we went and looked at it. And of course, my husband was like, what are we doing? He was like, do you realize this neighborhood? And I was like, everybody's got to live somewhere. And it's a start. And that's how we got started. And, and, you know, and then it was more like I wanted financial freedom. And again, I don't have a college education. I wanted to be a hairstylist because my grandmother was a hairstylist. And I followed her path. And so... You know what? I thought after we started renting that house and I was watching how wonderful it was because luckily we had a great first tenant, right? They lived with us for four years, always paid their rent on time. So they made it look good. And so then we decided, you know what? This is our path to freedom. Nice. That got you hooked and that got you going. So did you jump right into active real estate investing like full-time or did you become a realtor and then do real estate investing on the side? How did that look for you? No, great question. I was a hairstylist working 14 hours a day and my husband was a policeman. And so we bought 10 houses over 13 years time. So our goal was to make 5,000 a month. So my husband could quit his job as a policeman and I could sell my hair salon. So it took 13 years and no, neither one of us had a real estate license or anything like that. We just were entrepreneurs and worked a lot of hours and rigged it all the work on the houses and took care of everything and managed them. I was the money maker. I was making money and saving. I'm a big time saver. And still to this day, I'm a big time saver. So, and we were saving our money. And every time we got enough for a down payment, guess what? We bought a house. That was our savings plan to retire. 
Well, that's pretty smart. So then when did you become a realtor? Because that was yeah. a big part of your story as well. You right. So we re- I retired at 33. So my hair salon, my husband quit the police department, and we spent three years traveling and going all over and living off that $5,000 a month because, honestly, we're extremely frugal. And, you know, we didn't need much. This is the 90s. And so three years later, I got bored. And I was like, I want to do something. And by then, I had gotten the great pleasure to be around really great real estate agents and some not-so-good real estate agents. Right, right. And so they were great examples of what I wanted to be and what I didn't want to be. And so I decided I'm going to get my license because if some of these lazy people can make the kind of money they're making, oh my gosh, with my energy, I'm going to get wealthy selling real estate. And so that's how I got back. I got my license. And again, it was my second career. And within oh three and a half years, I became the top producer in my town. And I don't the, find that hard to believe at all, Myra. Well, <laughs> you're saying thank you. I will tell you, energy pays off, right? Especially in real estate. Yeah, and yeah. so within 10 years, I was selling over 100 homes a year by myself. Wow. And I was at an independent office. Well, the biggest company in my town came after me to recruit me to run their office. And at the time, I had 30 listings, and I just wasn't interested. I was so busy, right? And But they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. He said, you come double my office. And I was the past president of the Board of Realtors, so I just spent a year being the past president. So I knew all the realtors in the area. And so he said, you come and run my office, and if you double my office, I'll give you ownership. I'll sell you ownership at a discounted price based on what the shares are worth today. I would hope, yeah. Right? Hey, listen, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. He may have a Kentucky girl on his hands with a high school education, but she's pretty sharp. So I said, okay. And within two years, I had doubled his business and he allowed me to buy the shares. So I became an owner in that office. And within another year, Keller Williams International came after me about running, being one of their regional directors for the state of Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. And so I looked at the job. I'm from Kentucky. It was a great way every week to get back to Kentucky to be around my family. So I took it. And the deal was that if I, once I doubled that region, I would have some more ownership and offices and I wanted out. I needed my freedom again because I'm about freedom. But I love achieving. I love the challenge. And I just wasn't challenged enough. I love being challenged. So that's what I did. And and in 2018, I resigned and owned three real estate franchises, one in Northern Kentucky, one in Columbus, Ohio, and one in Denton, Texas, from my effort of doing. So it just shows you that opportunities all around us. Most people look at it as just sell another house, looked at, at building an empire. Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals, and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code 
podcast. That's right. Discount code podcast at investorattractionworkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. Well, that is phenomenal. And that's exactly what you've done. So how about your portfolio? Have you continued to grow your, your personal holdings? Along yes. The way? Yeah. So three years ago, we were at our peak at 38 properties, one commercial, several multifamily, mostly houses, a single family, because that's how we started. So we still had them because we buy and hold. We don't really sell till this year. And when I started looking at my portfolio and met with my accountant, I had depreciated out a lot of my property. Remember, I've been doing this for 33 years. And so my accountant and I sat down and he goes, you need to sell this one, this one, this one. And so we started looking at it. Matter of fact, I just before getting on with you, I just made an offer on a duplex. And then Monday, I made an offer on a beachfront property for Airbnb. So waiting to hear that I doing 1031 exchanges. So I sold some apartments. I tripled my money, Dave. Nice. And here's what my CPA said. He said, listen, I don't know when you'll ever triple your money again, but I'm going to just tell you, you've about depreciated that property out. And depreciation is where it's at. We all know that. That's why we, a lot of us do real estate. And so, because that's an excellent write-off. And so anyway, I said, okay, so I've sold probably 10 properties in the last year and a half. So some end of last year, so I could do that then and get that taken care of. And then now I, uh, I've got a couple in contract that I'm trying to do 1031 change on. So I'm trying to find properties. So I'm making offers like crazy right now. Very nice. So Myra, you're about, you've been around business for a long time. You've been around real estate for a long time. You've been an investor. You've been a very successful real estate agent and a broker and manager and the whole bit. What do you think makes the biggest difference between be, people being successful in business, real estate being a business as well, and the ones, the vast majority who aren't? What's the like the 80-20 rule? You're probably in the top half of 1%. But you know what what can people do to to get themselves from that kind of mediocre majority into performing better? Wow, what a great question. And I get this question a lot from people who are really serious about building a business. And I think when you keep people top of mind and you surround yourself with great people who their values and their standards are in line with yours, you know, your line, you have alignment. I think that that is probably one of the smartest things that I have done. I will tell you, Dave, I laugh all the time because I say to people, I'm not the smartest person in the room, but I surround myself with really great people. And man, they make me look good all the time. I mean, they make me look so good all the time. And I reward people. There's not a greedy bone in my body because I really realize that I'm here because of other people. I didn't get here alone. I was willing to make the effort and I'm a risk taker, but I have to say that there were other great people, whether they were CPAs, whether they were attorneys, my parents, my husband, different partners I've had over the years, but you, I've always been really great at surrounding myself. So I'm going to give myself a little credit. I am a good people picker. Mm. Now, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking those years as being working in the hair salon helped you learn how to read people, how to communicate with people, how to connect with people really, really well. Listen, I got a doctrine. I got doctrine in people. 
You are absolutely right. That was the best education ever. I don't know, honestly, if I'd be where I am today, if it wasn't for that hair business. I really feel that, first of all, it taught me discipline at a young age. I was disciplined to stand behind that chair and I was okay with delayed gratification. I got to do the work before they're going to pay me. And you know what, Dave? They need to like it. So you become more of a pleaser in your work. You want the work to be done right. And I think that, I mean, just the education alone that that gave me has really put me ahead of the game. And I really believe that when you love people and I love people and when you, because I believe, you know, I believe what Jim Rohn said, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with choose wisely. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, I'm very particular who I spend my time with and about the 80-20 rule. I spend my time with my top 20% that really produce 80% of my results for my companies. Yeah, very, very smart. Good philosophy. So Myra, I'm sure a lot of people that are watching this, listening to this are going, I want to find out more about this lady. If people want to find out more about you and maybe connect with you, I think you've got a book I think yep. you've got some cool stuff going. So tell us a little bit about that and how people can connect. Well, Dave, one of the f- most fun things I've done is I started a YouTube channel. Okay. And so they can get me on YouTube, Down Home Money. Tuesdays are my day. I post every Tuesday. I'm not going to post any more than that. This is for fun. And it's a passion project. And when there isn't any passion, I'm out. So I've got a YouTube channel, Down on Money. I also have a Facebook group and I have a closed group if they want to be on it. We just trade and exchange ideas and stuff. And then my book is on Amazon. We made it to the bestseller within two weeks. And so it's on Amazon. You can get it there. And you know what? If you like a Southern accent, I read the book on Audible. If you don't, get the paperback. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people love the Southern accent. I, I know I do. That's for sure. My has <laughs> been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for bringing so much energy. It's been an absolute blast. And uh, thanks for sharing some of your wisdom and insight. Thanks for all you do. Love your books. Love everything about you. See you later. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. Take care. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.